Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girl Bomb. Girl Bomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girl Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self care. So, to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. You deserve to treat yourself. So, turn your tax refund into a U fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of 5 phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Here I am. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Nikki Glaser Podcast. How are you today? Oh, it's Thursday. Man, this has felt like a long week of shows. I've liked it, but I will say that it feels never ending. Uh, I don't know if anyone else feels that way after the holiday break. Oh, it's probably, a, you know, a, you know, whenever you feel like a day is a different day, like doesn't this Tuesday feel like Friday? It's one of those things where everyone agrees with you. Do you ever notice that, Noah? Like whenever, whenever you feel like a day is a different day and you say it out loud, people agree. Yeah. It's like we all have a common um, circadian rhythm system. I don't, science words. Um, how are you this morning, Noah, this afternoon? Good. How are you this morning? You know, it's definitely the afternoon and, um, oh, yeah. and we're starting late because I cannot stop sleeping. I can't oh. stop sleeping. I'm kind of like weaning myself off a, um, 
uh, um, uh, an antidepressant because I just want to come again. <laughs> I'm just like oh, Nikki. So I'm we I'm responsibly weaning through a plan that my doctor has not approved, but that I googled and I've done this before with like literally I've been on every single antidepressant you could list since I was 18, and um I always do this where I. Now I'm just skipping days, but I think maybe that's a trip. And I think my P-Rod is about to come. And um, I think that always sends me into this, like, I just am filled with sand. My body just cannot get up, and I just want to keep going back to sleep. And you know that I've been listening to that sleep podcast by Sam Harris and that other guy that studies sleep who talks like this and is a very hypnotizing uh, sounding man and he talks about sleep and he says if you wake up in the morning and your alarm goes off and you still could go back to sleep that means you're not getting enough sleep and I was like damn when he said that I don't know why that I keep sharing that factoid with literally anyone that will hear it and um like and it's because I just think that obviously it seems like, oh, that's so obvious, but it's just so, and I overuse this word, I got to come up with a new word. It's ubiquitous for Americans to not, to hit the alarm and go, oh, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's, that's the start of every rom-com is like a sloppy hand on a alarm clock going, and it's like. It's a beautiful morning. And then a girl gets up and she's like single and sad until a man comes into her life and then everything works. Um, so, but I, it, I have no fear of few people that just like wake up and are like, mm, it's time. And if you do, you have good sleep hygiene. Do you feel that way about the alarm clock, Noah? Could you I, keep sleeping? I, I, I feel like, uh, like I'm filled with sand too, as you put it. I've been trying to go to bed at a decent time and uh, I just keep, I keep waking up after five hours and then I'm up and then I'm so mm. tempted to go on my phone. Yes. And I'm not, you know, it's supposed, it's like the phone mimics daylight. So it's a bad idea to do it, but it also helps me, like all the scrolling helps my eyes roll back, yeah. like roll to the back of my head. to. Yeah. To and all the times that all the things you see that make your eyes roll. Right. Exactly. It's so like, it does oh help. God. Yeah, that's true. But man, it's, um, I want to get one of the sleep trackers and I can't get to the end of this fucking podcast. It's like three and a half hours long. And so at the end of the podcast, they talk about, I just, they are so smart that if I'm not paying attention, fully focused, like meditating on my breath, it's almost like meditating. You know, if you are someone who meditates or has, you have to focus on your breath and only that. And then when your mind wanders, you come back to the breath. Well, this is like the breath, but if you lose focus, you miss a chunk of information. So then you got to go back. So I just, I've listened to the same thing over and over because I just have this obsession with getting all the information and they're too too smart. So I can't get to the end, but they do talk about sleep trackers and which ones are the best one. And I'm going to get one because I want to start like knowing what's going on. Um, I don't have Luigi on my lap today. Um, he is at my parents' house because I'm going to San Francisco and Portland this weekend. Two shows in Portland, one in San Francisco. Um, but I do have another pet that I just want to get really quick that I see because I couldn't find it this morning. I couldn't find him this morning. And then I saw him when I started podcasting. Hold on one second. Okay. Come here, Papa. Oh, you're a good boy. 
Oh, there's my good boy. There's my Roomba. He got tangled in some cords. <laughs> it's so dumb. This Roomba. Ew. And it's like I'm hugging a vacuum. What is this? This joke does not pay off. And it really just got me so dirty. God damn it, Roomba. I fucking hate you. I'm going to beat my Roomba. Could you get in trouble for that? Um, Not yet. Uh, yeah, someday the robots will be sentient and they'll remember which one which one of you. Why do robots always talk like this when they become sentient and they decide to kill you? I don't know. Those same guys that sleep guy. Um, I, yeah, I've been having terrible nightmares and just get, wanting to go back into them. I'm just, I'm a little bit of a slug. And I was supposed to go do a Reiki session later on with my um, friend slash voice coach who does Reiki, which is all, you just lay on a fucking bed and she makes sounds around you and doesn't touch you. It's fucking great. When she just hits gongs and like does all these swirling pots and like these little crystal, like, you know, uh, what are the wind chimes and shit. It's so good. But um, I was supposed to go at two and I just canceled it because I... Wanted to wake up early this morning and get so much done before the podcast, but I was I couldn't even finish breakfast because I'm just so slow. Um, but I'm feeling good as I'm talking. And um, I watched. I went to my parents' house last night to watch the Beatles documentary. Have you seen it yet, Noah? Are you a Beatles fan? Um, I think they're okay. They're my dad's favorite band, so I like them for that reason. Same. Um, but not they're my dad's favorite band, but I do love them, and they. They send the same kind of chills through my body when I see them perform or see something new or hear something new that I get from, like, Taylor Swift. Um, They were probably my first, 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 first obsession. And I think it was a way to, like, connect with my dad. But I was also, like, really had a crush on them. And, um, yeah, I just – I love them a lot. And I was excited about this documentary. Boy, is it a lot of nothing, if you ask me. Really? And as a Beatles fan, I know that's probably sacrilege, uh, sacrilege, this to say, but it's so bo- it's tedious. Is anyone with me on this? Like, I've only watched the first episode, and we didn't even get through that because it's two hours and something long. But it's one of those things you can put on and talk through the whole thing because there's no plot, there's no um, story you need to follow. It's just watching. It's bird on the. It's fly on the wall watching band members talk and it bugs me because I am very fine-tuned to reality shows where they pipe in audio where there's not actually that being said in that scene and that's what happened here because they had to and they tell you what happens you know they said they have 150 hours of audio and like 90 hours of video so they're using audio and putting it into video that where it didn't, you know, this audio occurred somewhere on these premises in the same condition. So it's not like so insincere to do this because these we know that this happened. But it bugs me when someone is supposed like it's George talking and they show the back of his head and his head's not moving at all. When you talk, your head bobbles a little bit. And these, it, it, I'll just I can sniff out when audio isn't matching the video immediately. I'm very like I can do it in. Movies and TV, I can do it in reality TV. It happens constantly. I'm just a a cynical uh, viewer of stuff. And so I just know when things are being faked. And there's so much of that in this documentary because they have to. And they tell you beforehand that is what they do. They try to recreate it as 
as like honestly as possible, but they are telling you like there will be some places where audio and they say that they only use uh, they only use still images over the audio that has no video. Mm-hmm. I call BS. Um, but it's just a bunch of guys. And Andrew was like, pay attention. You're going to love how they just talk in shorthand. Like they just have a secret language. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's 60s British. It's just it's <laughs> 60s British. It's a different language because they use different words like grotty instead of like to mean something. I don't know. They use they're because Andrew today was like, did you hear the secret language? I'm like, Andrew, it's British. It's just language. some people with a British <laughs> accent in the 60s. You know, if you hear people talk in the 60s and, you know, with an American accent, you'd be like, oh, this is kind of weird because it was different words. And, you know, if someone hears someone say it, that's lit 40 years from now, 50 years from now, um, you'd go, oh, wow, they have a secret language. No, that's just what people said. So I, I, I think that was what was going on. But boy, was it a snooze fest. And my dad and mom were, they'd already seen that episode, so it was nice that I could just talk over it and we can just hang out. But um, at one point I was like, can we shut this bitch down and uh, pull up Taylor Swift on SNL? Because you guys haven't seen her yet on that. And so I made them watch 10 minutes of Taylor Swift on SNL. And I tried to film it on my Instagram because I thought my mom was going to say something funny during it or just be like, she's so great. Like, I just thought she'd get some commentary, but they just sat in silence the whole time. I don't know what that meant. And um, my mom just wanted to know what she wore for it when I was talking about it yesterday. But then also last night I got home from watching um, Get Back at my parents' house. And Andrew had rented the Anthony Bourdain movie. And it's so good and heartbreaking. And he's kind of an asshole and such a dark soul. Like not a dark soul, but like so negative. Definitely was a heroin addict. He, you know... He was a junkie. He recovered. He became a huge celebrity. He became a chef. Poured his addiction into that because he quit. He quit being a junkie cold turkey. He didn't you know find a program. He didn't go to rehab. He didn't have like a. You can't just quit. There's a David, um, not David Cho. David Cho's brother, who's an artist in the movie, is also a junkie, and he says, you know, I always talk to Anthony, and I said. How did you quit heroin cold turkey? No one I know has ever quit heroin cold turkey. And he had this whole story about I looked at myself in the mirror and I just didn't want to be that anymore. And I just saw a future for this man. That's all well and good. But like you will put it somewhere else unless you develop up like if you unless you have work around it and have like a support system, which he did not have. He was always the theme of his life was alone. Um, And. This guy, this artist was like, I remember believing him at the time, but now I realize he just put it into other things. And you could see all these chapters of his life where he got obsessed with certain women. He got obsessed with being a father. He got obsessed with jujitsu, like obsessed with jujitsu. His camera ops were like, I don't even know jujitsu. And I would, I'd go, Anthony, I don't want to hear about fucking jujitsu anymore. <laughs> I spend, I've never, I don't know anything about jujitsu. And you've talked to me about jujitsu for 150 hours. And his wife, his second wife got him into it. And she goes, I, I love jujitsu. And she goes, uh, and as, as everyone knows, anyone who does jujitsu becomes at one point unbearable to be around. Unbearable. <laughs> and it's like, Why? I don't get it, Noah. Why is jujitsu this thing that you oh, everyone just gets addicted to it, right? Yeah, I, it's really hard to explain unless you get into it. But 
you just become like punishingly obsessed (laughs) and all you want to do is talk about it, figure out your game, figure out the little technique that you can adjust to get better. It's just, it sounds like it's it's very for people with like addictive personalities. Are there a lot of heroin addicts or like, you know, ex-cons type people in jujitsu? A lot of, Um, you know, there's some sports that attract or things that attract um, junkies, like being chefs. There are a lot of chefs that are junkies because it's just such a high pressure, fly by the seat of your pants, make quick decisions kind of thing. He was trying to explain it like with how jujitsu or his wife was like, it just moves so fast and you have to make you have to wiggle out of situations very quickly um and make decisions on the fly like it's almost like it was kind of like what he wasn't because he stopped being a chef once he became famous gladly because he was like that world was you know abusive and um you know backbreaking and soul crushing but i think he missed that kind of running around I really related to a lot of it, to be honest. They said he was always rushing everywhere. There was He was rushing into a situation. He was rushing out of it. Although, there was one quote he had where he was like, um, there's, you know, there's nothing worse than mediocrity. Like, it, mediocrity is the most disgusting thing you can be. Or something like that. And I was like, oh my God, that is, that's my biggest fear is that, because I know that there are times where I just don't have the energy to be as good as I can be. That's my thing is like, I have the potential to be as good as this person that I think is the best. You know, like I know that I could be, this is cocky. I, if I applied myself and only worked at it, I could be as good as the best comedians out there, like, or whatever. I really could. Or the, but you know, I, because I do believe it's all about practice and about like discipline. That's what talent is. And and there is something to having a kind of brain that is good for these things that I've chosen to do, but I just don't have the energy to do it. And so I feel like if you don't get to the top potential of what you're, you're uh, like, um, the, the, the highest level of how you could perform, then you're mediocre. Then you're like taking less but the truth is that I don't want to get to the top. Sometimes when you reach that level, you sacrifice everything else. And I have to remember these people that I look at that I'm jealous of their lie or like their success or their um, skill or their talent. That their art actually in the end, maybe they are operating at a 10 in terms of joke structure and joke formation for the jokes that they're doing. But because they're not living a life outside of that so that they can reach that 10 their material always stays on this surface level of never, they don't reach a different depth of material. So, you know, Bob, or, you know, some, I, I might only reach a level of seven for, you know, accuracy and meticulousness and like having this joke carved out perfectly where, you know, a joke Smith or, or someone like, like I could look at it and go, that joke is airtight. There's nothing wrong with it. They've squeezed every little piece of juice out of that topic. Those are the comedians I admire. But when I fail to do that, it's because I want to go take a nap or because I want to go watch a show or hang out with a friend or fucking do nothing. And I think those moments, although my jokes maybe never will get past a seven in terms of the 10 that I could achieve, I will, the subject matter and the things I talk about 
I would rather have someone talk about stuff that matters to me and that connects with me on a soulful level and reach a seven than things that don't and reach a 10. So that's what I have to remember. And that's just for me today to get through uh, any self-doubt I have. But I did cancel my Reiki session. And I did, um, my my voice teacher is trans and um, was a trans woman. And uh, I she recently asked me if I would teach her how to do her makeup. She's my age and transitioned like five years ago. And it's so like, you would never know that she had transitioned. She just presents as, uh, you know, a woman to me. Um, and she asked me to teach her to do her makeup. We did it um, one time. And, like, it was so different than what she's used to that she was just, like, Ugh, like kind of shocked. Because when you first put on, like, a lot of makeup, you're like, what the fuck? But she did love it, and she looked beautiful. So I went and got her all this. I was like, I need to get you, like, a kit of just the simple things. So I have all this makeup I want to give her that I bought her. And so I'm probably going to just have her come get that and I'll do another tutorial but I got to figure out my fucking day oh god got San Francisco tomorrow uh, early flight and I'm going to see a movie tonight I'm going to see Ghostbusters let's get Andrew in here Andrew imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices seriously like think about your wardrobe and how hell it is I know I think about mine and I'm just like ugh I don't even want to wear anything in it I need some new things to spice it up that is exactly what I did when I went to Quince I heard about Quince initially from my assistant who has impeccable style she had an amazing sweater and I said where did you get that and she was like it's cashmere and I was like ooh la la they do 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters I own two myself and then they also have washable silk tops and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry I actually have an ear cuff that I got they have such cute jewelry the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They cut out the middleman. They work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. All you have to do is go to their website and look for yourself. It's quality stuff. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self care journey with precision and power, the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
the all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do with it? I think I would spend that time doing some, like, inner work. I would probably devote it to therapy because therapy is, like, one of the most important things in my life. What you might not know is that therapy can help you find out what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It helps you focus on, like, what's really making you happy, what's really driving you. Talking with someone who has no agenda except to be there for you professionally to listen to you, I just can't tell you how valuable it is. I've benefited so much from therapy. I could talk about it all day long, but I only have a couple more seconds. So let me tell you, the best way to get started is BetterHelp. You know this. There's no more excuses not to go to therapy anymore. It's affordable. You can do it all online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to BetterHelp, you can fill out a brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you don't like that therapist, you can just ghost them. No one's going to care. It's amazing how this works. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glaser today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P.com slash Nikki Glazer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. What up? What's up? Happy Brenna's birthday. Oi, baby. Brenna's birthday. It's Brenna's birthday, baby. <laughs> I miss you. I kiss you. Um, She's literally 10 feet away. <laughs> <laughs> um, How's it going? It's good. We just filled out the application. We're going to be neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Jackpot. Yeah. Oh, I got to send my lease renewal. I forgot to do that. <laughs> God, I got a lot you of get kicked out of the building. That would be hilarious <laughs> if I have to leave and you're still here. And you take the apartment we really wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't take that fucking small shithole. <laughs> That's our dream house. I haven't seen it yet. That's I'm our sure dream great. house. Um, yeah. Uh, how? Uh, so I watched. I finished the Bourdain. I don't movie. know if that's the. Why did you not watch it all? For... It is the one. It said 2013. Really. I think that's like an old document. <laughs> I don't think that's the no, one. No, it's out. not. It was 2000. They have it all up to his death in 2018. Are you sure? I watched it last night oh, and oh. he dies in it and he wasn't dead in 2013. So that would have been very prophetic. <laughs> it's 100% the one where you wa- you watch the beginning of it, Andrew, and they're talking about him committing I suicide. I know, but then it's I literally Road put Runner. it on. Yes. yes. I put it on today 
And I could have swore it said 2013. I was like, oh my God, we've been watching no. an old documentary. No, why did you guys stop it right away? You just got bored? Yeah. Oh, okay. A little birthday love making. Not on the couch. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Took it to the bed. <laughs> nice. Um, I finished it. It was, I mean, I was sobbing at the end. It was so good. I can't wait for you to uh, finish it. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I hope he doesn't die. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought you knew. That was like, I, speaking of things I haven't seen, I've never, I'm going to see Ghostbusters tonight. I didn't even know there was a new Ghostbusters. Who's in this? Wait, what? Like with all the women? No, there's a new no. Ghostbusters. Is that right? Or is, are they just bringing the old Ghostbusters back? No, I think I think there's a new one. I'm I'm looking it up right now. Why don't I know anything about movies? I don't oh, know. Yeah. There's a new Spider-Man coming out. I didn't know about that. I don't know I mean, about any been, of this shit. There's been 8,000 spider But I always know when those things, at least I don't see them, but I at least know they're coming out. You know, it's like in the ether. Yes. I mean, I don't think so Who's much. in this Ghostbusters? Paul Rudd. Oh. Okay. In that case. Who else? And then uh, old school Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. What? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because they're Ugh. in the original. Right. I've never Ernie seen Hudson. the original. Can I see? Okay, Ernie Hudson's in the original. Can I see this Ghostbusters without having seen the original? I'll probably be the only one in the fucking theater who hasn't seen the original. And I know that's a bad part of my personality. You'll be fine. But I was just scared as a kid. Yeah. There, I didn't like ghosts. I, that Slimer thing scared the fuck out of me. The guy in the painting scared the shit out of yes. me. Yes. Yeah. I knew enough that Kinda I go, looked like your no. dad a little bit. Oh, okay. He's yeah. like very blonde hair. And... My dad doesn't have blonde hair. He did. Get back. Get back. To, you, you know what you I love about the huh. get back thing? One thing I noticed. So John Lennon is late to one of their practices. Okay. Yeah. He's they're like, Ringo's like, I'm always on time. And Paul is like, uh, Ringo, good old Ringo, always on time. And John is at the time snorting heroin at night. My dad mm-hmm. said, my dad knows a lot of extra details. Sure he did. did the they, old man in the painting. The too. No, he he was because I. <laughs> no, my no, dad also said yeah. last night he's like, Julian Lennon said he watched this documentary and said I have a whole new appreciation for my dad. I go, you just said that he's he's snorting heroin, Dad, and he goes, oh well, he's only doing that at night. And I'm like, well, he's an. I wouldn't want to watch my dad as an addict and feel closer to him, but maybe I don't know. So it's which way is it? Is Julian Lennon seeing a new side of his dad that he loves, or is John Lennon a heroin addict? Because you can't have it both ways. Well, maybe he saw. Daddy at home and not daddy at work. You know what I mean? I mean, he saw daddy at work. Not I'm just at, saying, maybe like, not in these kind of Thinking sessions. about my life, like you see daddy at home, they're fighting at home, they're they're angry at home. Yeah, you never you didn't but see the process. I didn't see daddy saving cancer lives. To be honest, your dad was maybe kind of fucking at work too sometimes. Yeah, but he was only only when he would do heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Tuesday, Thursday. But his my patients great, never know. My grandpa was an uh I surgeon my dad's dad, and he did some meth back in the day to get through surgeries. And also, um, when these guys, when the, it says in the beginning of Get Back that the Beatles would play in the, um, the court when they were the Quarrymen, and they would play eight hours a night. Did you see that? No, I haven't seen that part. Yes, you have, because it's the very first opening oh. scene. When you say you watch something, <laughs> you don't watch it because you're on your phone. I just don't believe it anymore. Who knows anymore? There's no way you watch. Also, I bet, an eye surgeon on meth is pretty scary. No, they they all were back then. Amphetamines, they, meth is pretty much like, you know, a very extreme form of ADD meds. So they were just, it would make them focused yeah, and be I able to work, so. do surgeries for hours and hours and hours. I mean... They gave it to the Nazis. Like, the, people get fucking worked on on meth before it starts to rot their face and their teeth. 
I got into a whole a subreddit nice last night. There's a nice window of with like very like you could probably Dude, you could cure can yeah, you could There's a subreddit called yeah. like where people talk are all meth users and they talk about meth like it's like, you know, weed culture. They're just like, got a fucking new meth pipe today and they're all like smoking meth and talking about it like what's the best way to smoke wet meth? How what should you I haven't slept for eight days. Is that too long? They're like, keep going, man. Like it's this supportive community of uh-huh. like l- lucid meth users. And I use <laughs> lucid and quotes but they they're writing like interesting things they're all like they all they all go like oh i had a shift at my job people are just doing math yeah don't do math by the way don't ever do math no we're not promoting Pe- math. but people some girl was on there and was like hey i'm thinking about doing math for the first time and they're all like so start like this and it's like what she's 19 and you're telling her to start and you math. need a starter kit you start with this adderall you work your way up yeah i mean that's how but it's anyway my my uh my grandpa was an eye surgeon who was definitely on meth when he was working and um and the Beatles used to do um they were doing meth too when oh. they were um or like a form of it you know it wasn't like the meth we know now like hillbilly heroin but they were doing meth when they cuz it says the Quarrymen played eight the Beatles were so good when they debuted and became you know in 1962 63 and they became the biggest band in Britain and then they came over to the US they were so good because they put in their 10,000 hours. Yes. They had been playing as a band since they were four, for like three years. They played eight hours a night for three, like three or four years, five years. Now I remember it. that. Eight hours a night. In that little white Yes, circle. in that little, um, I forget the name of it. And people but, were very drunk and loud and disorderly. Go, like they had to deal so with it. these guys so good? Yeah. Because the hours they put in, if yeah. you don't put in the hours, you're not good. And it's like... That's what no one ever sees is all the work that goes into being that good. We just go, these young boys from Liverpool, how'd they get so good? It's like they sacrificed, not sacrificed, they loved playing and they did a lot of math to get it done. I just feel like when watching that doc, I didn't feel like they were like, they were like good friends, but they were all, like, Paul was constantly like saying, oh, I'll just go off on my own then. Oh, I'll go off on my Like he said it like 15 no, times. No, George did. But, but Paul said it too. If you paid Paul, attention, poor Paul. I empathize with Paul because everyone else is just like, no. Paul oh, seems like this a way. worker. Paul, oh, we could do it this yeah. way. Oh, I'm gonna. New-. And it's like Paul's like, we got to make a decision, and you guys need to stop playing for so we can realize what we're doing for yeah, a second. Yeah, that scene was pretty like intense, wasn't it? Yes, I feel like a Paul a lot of times in which you get to you're the enemy because you're the one going, guys, we need to do this, and everyone goes, oh, Taskmaster, and he's like. But the, at this time, Brian Epstein had died, their manager. Yeah. So that is a man. They always had someone steering them and telling them collectively as a group, guys, you all have to do this. And if you don't do this, you're like, you know, pretty much their their boss. Yeah. And this was a rudderless ship. At I this like point. his. I like when they talk about him. They're like, he helped us so much. He told us to wear suits, and we wore suits. Yeah. And that was like the whole example, <laughs> but it worked. Like the blacks and white suits with the haircut, everyone the same. Yeah. It worked. But I mean, that those Paul McCartney, you could tell. I th- and John, but like, whatever. They're all brilliant in their own right. But Paul McCartney really stood out to me in like. Granted, it showed like he came up with those singles, but like he's on another level of just like of creativity. Yeah. And and I love how they were like, we're going to simplify everything and then we can make it. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Because as opposed to the other way. Well, obviously with music, I guess you can't. Yeah. You have to. like It's the same as like a joke. Like, okay, the bones of the joke are I, you know, I start with like a one liner. 
And then from there, you can build to like a bigger concept. But like, oh, okay, this thing's funny. Instead of instead of tackling when when comedians go, oh, I gotta write a bit. They see something that like me or you are doing, and we've been doing this for f- fucking forever. And young comics are like, I gotta write a bit, like a four minute bit about shoelaces. And it's like, no, <laughs> Just write, write one, one yeah. joke about shoelaces and then go to the next topic. Like, don't don't make yourself crazy. Even like when I'm trying to write a song, <clears throat> sometimes I'm just like, I'm. it's too daunting to write a whole song, but it's like, write a bad song. Just write a bad fucking simple song, like Alligator Boy. Yeah. And then Alligator Boy could become this like, or you know, it could, it could just become been Island Boy, which blows up. Sometimes simple's oh my God, better. Island Boy. Sometimes simple's better. I saved a Reddit post of Island Boys guys getting fucking booed. Booed. Yeah, I at, know you probably saw that. I live TikTok. in Miami. Yeah. By the um, way, everyone that goes to live in Miami is a fucking cheese dick. So I'm actually on the Island Boy side. I was totally one. on their side. Those poor guys bombing their faces off, which their faces look like they've already been bombed off because they're covered in <laughs> tattoos. It looks like ash. It looks like they from lit their hair as the wick. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I will say, though, that the coolest part about the documentary that I've seen so far, and I only watched, I didn't even finish the first episode before I was like, let's turn this off and watch Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> oh, God, last night was so funny at my parents. But I, um, I, so John Lennon's late to rehearsal, and it's Ringo, George, and Paul, and they're all waiting, and Paul is just playing a bass, which obviously only has four strings, and he's playing it like a guitar, and he's like fucking around on it. And they're, look, you know, at this point, they're, 12 days out from performing this like c- concert that's like the Beatles are back kind of thing. They have to, they're doing this. The whole documentary is them writing a, uh, within, they have like 20 days to, to write, write like 15 songs, 15 songs crazy. and yeah. learn those songs, then perform them yeah. live, which ends up being the rooftop concert. That was their last concert before um, they broke up. Um, John's running late this morning. Cause he's probably like fucking hungover. And he's always late. And they're all just kind of waiting around. And Paul picks up the bass and just starts like, like, like just like fucking yeah. around. And they're all kind of like talking and schmoozing, drinking coffee. And then all of a sudden he starts like doing this riff. And out of that riff comes the number one single from mm-hmm. that album, Get Back. And if John would not have been late, we might not have Get Back, which is so cool to think that like, if John would have been there, they would have been like, okay, let's get back to, yeah. let's let's not get back. Let's... Let's move Let's, forward yeah. with this song we were working on yesterday. Move forward. Move forward. I saw that cutting of the song. So Jessica I saw, I, I saw was a man who thought he, or <laughs> was a woman who thought he was a something. So did he come up with the lyrics? Because I, I saw that clip. It was like just amazing to see them creative like that and just like yeah. so like free form. So do you think he came up with the lyrics also at the same time? He came up with the riff? Came up you with know, some of them. It I, like. I'd have to watch it again. The lyrics are always so interesting because I don't know what songs ended up on this album versus songs they had already done. And sometimes during these rehearsals, they will just play, they will start singing their other songs that we know and love. Mm. And sometimes they're working out the rudiment, they'll, they'll kind of transform songs that they, we already know and like kind of like fuck around with them and like make them sound different, just noodling around. And you go, oh, wait, is that the beginning stages of that song, you know, yesterday? Yeah. You go, no, 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 they're just playing yesterday to warm up. And then sometimes it's a song that ends up on this album that isn't created yet. So you don't know where. I need to know, like, which songs are being tracked out at that moment. Um, 
I also want to know the it, lyrical process is insane because they're yeah. writing it all on paper. There's no phones. The number one thing you notice about this: mm-hmm. no phones, no water bottles. Fucking insane. When Yoko Ono is looking down, she's reading a book or she's writing on a notepad, or she just has to stare and watch them. Yeah, like that's the wild thing about this: is no phones and no water bottles. The water bottles thing, you will, once you open your eyes to it and see no water bottles, you'll be like, "Whoa, a water bottleless world!" I didn't even realize it. And they're their color scheme in the background for a lot of this is the same as our background of this. Oh. It's the same two colors. It's so cool. I, I, I wonder, uh, what was I going to say? Shit. Sorry. I forgot, but lyrics. Well, I think there was probably some joke about yesterday was written also because John was late that day too. You know, it started as scrambled eggs. <laughs> Do you know that was it? Wait, wait. Those were the filler words. Cause sometimes when scrambled people, are, eggs. people are writing songs, they just put in, you know, like, I like that. Yeah, scrambled eggs was the first thing. And also, um, <sighs> Let It Be was, oh no, that was from um, Sesame Street. They did a, a cover of it, like, Let Her Be, Let Her Be, uh, Let Her Be, Let Her Be. Yeah, I appreciated the doc, but yeah, I just I love thinking of if John Lennon would have been on time, we wouldn't have get oh, back. Oh, this is what I wanted to but ask also, you. But also, if he would have been on time, what song could have happened that didn't happen? You know, it's vice versa. What about this would have? Do you think, as a band, because they put in so many hours up top, made them great, but it also, you get sick of, I mean, that's a lot of time together. So would the Beatles have lasted another few years no, if they, they wouldn't didn't have been put in good. so much time? They wouldn't have been as good if they didn't get that time in. And they were young, and, and when you put in that kind of, the thing is, they got sick of each other because they all got egos because they got famous. Yeah. And they all got resentful of each other because, you know, you saw it in kind of Almost Famous, the front man. Yeah, it, they debut the T-shirt and the guy in the front, and all the guys are blurry <laughs> yeah, in the, the background. Guy, yeah. It's so funny. Um, and yeah, I mean, you could see George had a huge chip on his shoulder at one point. Apparently, during this, apparently during this, daring, um, daring this um, documentary, George quits the band and just walks out. And you don't even know it. It's so subtle because George is like so. George has just monks sitting around. Just taking up space, and John Lennon's like, "Who's that old man over yeah, there?" Yeah, and it's yeah, like a twenty-year-old yeah, guy that's yeah. just a monk. He's like, "Who's that old man over there?" All right, guys. Ringo, let's get... Ringo doesn't do say anything. a word. Ringo, I is love his su- eyebrow, by the way. Very cool eyebrow. You know, there's something to be said about guys who don't get involved when two people are fighting and just like kind of stay back and say nothing. But it's also like pick a fucking side and have. I wanted so many times, Ringo, say something. It was incredible how he just say, "Uh, uh," and Ringo's mouth is always open when he's drumming. I love Ringo, but do I? I don't know. I mean, I just love Stocky. I think it's impressive that he didn't say a word. You know what I mean? It is also funny that if someone leaves the band and because no one really talks to them or thinks of them, no one really recognizes. (laughs) Like I'm out of here, and it's like when Yoko just sitting there. Yoko, the balls on Yoko to just sit there like she's a beetle. What about when she was screaming? And someone told us that story. Oh, no, I haven't seen that clip yet. Oh. We've got to look that up. But I didn't see the part where she's screaming But she was yet. screaming in the Beatles. Let me just tell yeah. you, I, I God, recommend. I hope people out there like the Beatles. Yeah, the Beatles documentary, <laughs> if you're not a fan, I'd skip it. But if you are, a f- if you're not. You pretty much got everything. If you're not a fan of Anthony Bourdain, still see Roadrunner. It is really great and very interesting about addiction and just um, a guy that uh, was always going to die at some point. He just couldn't. And when you fi- when they ask like, what did he die of? Pain. 
he just thought he couldn't take the and he someone said in the documentary if he would have been in that hotel room where he killed himself if someone else would have been in there he would have murdered them someone was gonna die oh, he wow. just was alone and so he killed himself because he was he, homicidal as well i think it's probably because that cobra heart he ate you know what i mean yeah i couldn't even watch that scene if i ate a cobra heart i'm murdering everyone in this room Cobra Heart sounds like a 80s single from yeah, yeah. a band, a Called hair band. Heart. Me and my Cobra Heart. Let's get you to know the news. That it actually first was written as Cobra Fart. And then <laughs> not many people know that. News. It's pretty crazy. News. <laughs> here first. So what else is going on? First. It's Thursday, folks. You know what that means out there. It is Thursday. Hope you're having all the swells. Hope you have a great weekend. We're going to be in San Francisco and Portland, two different cities over there. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, two shows in Portland. Did you know that? Yes, we have to have a tight schedule. I know. I heard it. I heard it already. <laughs> I know the drill. I've been scolded already. Through text form, but we love him <laughs> nonetheless. He, yes, he very much All right. cares about the show. And thank God someone does. <laughs> yeah, thank God we... Have one person. If you're coming to the early show in Portland, it will be a tight show. You will get a full hour of my stand-up, but the rest of the show will be tight, 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 tight. And yeah, and there will be a hook just in case. Okay. <laughs> the best sex position. Okay. I'm for, listening. For each zodiac sign. Oh, according God. To I'm the... out. I'm out. I was no, listening no, and now I'm out. Listening. Oh, come on. I'm so sick of zodiac signs. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm out on zodiac signs. <laughs> but uh, but this is still you fun. You can just want say to that. You know you're... more about yourself. Oh. Just know that zodiac signs just tell you things you already know about yourself and you go, whoa, that is me. It's like, but you already know you. So why is this impressive? Well, here's the thing. If you're reading your zodiac sign, you're saying that's me go down read all of them and they're, they're all you yeah we should do a blind zodiac thing yeah. with someone who we should call someone who cares yes. about the stuff so much uh-huh. read all of the charts and say which one is you which one's you and they're gonna go um don't get I it actually, right actually i i know i resonate with gemini but i my my moon is gemini rising in jupiter yeah. so that actually is actually because i was born at eleven forty six on a tuesday and there was three clouds in the sky <laughs> and my mom had on sandals and i'm not that intelligent <laughs> but sometimes i look up at no the, people there's so many intelligent people that believe in this stuff oh so stick I, with the the no, first thing you said, Nick. I, no, I was. No, I, I honestly do. I used to think people that believed in this stuff weren't intelligent until so many of my intelligent friends believe in it. And so I just go, okay. All right. So Gemini. It's not for me. You're Gemini, correct? Yeah. Okay. You get bored quickly. So to keep things spicy in the love department, you use positions that involve some acrobatics and don't no. confine them to one space. <laughs> no. Take the standing spoon, for instance. If, if anything, I do not get bored. I love exactly what I like, and I want to just do that every time. So it's eating oatmeal while getting your ass eaten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> eating oatmeal is a euphemism for getting my ass eaten, because that's the only thing that's coming out, too. Oatmeal. Call back. Ham drip. It's something. Okay, start out making love up against the wall, then no. you move to a table, the floor, a chair. No. Okay. Look, this they didn't get mine right either. This is my backbone because I'm always on my back and my spine will get hurt on tables. I, whenever <laughs> I fuck on a floor, my spine always gets rug burned because it juts out like a stegosaurus. And I don't want that. I want to be on a bed. I want to be laying on my back. I want my legs around my head like I'm a baby getting changed. I want to be blindfolded and I want things put in my holes. Oh, that's interesting. That's a Sagittarius. That's a Taurus. <laughs> ah. I'm a total Sag. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm a sag. You're a vegetarist. Okay, what? Wait. Wait, wait, read Brenna's. No, so my mom Aries. Okay. So it's likes being on top. Uh, No, I like bottom. (laughs) I like my legs around my head, a baby bottle in my mouth, and a blindfold on the back of my head. Ah. I don't want my head. (laughs) You just want to look like Rambo. (laughs) Alright. No, no, I you know me. I, I like bottom and I like the reverse cowgirl where my legs are around the woman. Mm-hmm. So then she could get down very deep and not get too far up to get off. Now is not she to get off, where are her legs physical. again? She's inside. Like she's this. sitting. Yeah, sitting facing that way. So do you help her like bounce up and down yeah. with your hands? Mm-hmm. It what what is propelling her my... what's propelling her? Just you? You're yeah. lifting her? Yeah, I'm lifting her and because she's squatting. Because where are squatting. her feet? But are, oh, is she I don't she know where her feet are. I don't see straight. her feet. <laughs> I'd have to ask her. Maybe she's just levitating. No, you can see if she's squatting or not because she needs to propel herself in some way. If she's just laying like this, like with her legs straight out and bouncing, you can't get any leverage to bounce. That's a good question. Right. Bretta! Oh, she went to get a pedicure. Mm. Wait, what month is, what, Brent, what, what, what is today's month? Uh, It's uh December, December 2nd. Okay, so what would that be? Does anyone know? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but well, she's not even here to corroborate if she likes that position. Oh, she likes when someone other than Andrew has sex with her. That's <laughs> she's what it she's actually a, a Sag. Oh, Ooh. she is a Sag. <laughs> what is a Sag, Noah? Do we know? Uh, okay. Um, they have an affinity for flexibility and adventure. Putting okay. a twist on a common sex position is a way to go. Case in point, the corkscrew. In this position, the receiving partner lies on their side with legs bent, facing away from their partner who stands at the edge of the bed and enters from behind. Oh, Ooh, I like actually, a corkscrew. That's that's pretty on point. That, maybe they are on the side. Listen, uh, who doesn't like a corkscrew? You get to just <laughs> lay there and be in a ball like you're on a, you're, uh, a diver. It took you know, me 40 years to know I could stand up when I fuck. How do you Maybe I was on around? a bed. Do you know what it was? I r- realized what it is. You never had a bed. I never had a bed, bed not frame. on the floor. So I couldn't stand up. Oh, my God. That's so insane. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, dude. And your bed is really low anyway. No, this one's high. You'll check it out. It's high. Okay. All right. I'll believe you. Because I had to put stuff under there for my studios. Dude, I've been just giving. <laughs> the best thing ever is just to give. Like, I recommend this to women so much. <laughs> what is it? Let your guy just lay back and fucking relax and just give him a hand job with a bunch of oil and just talk. Just talk like a slow hand job with like no, no goal and just talk about life and just like talk to them and like get just do whatever you want while you're like giving them a massage. Maybe act like you're a masseuse and be like. I, can I just like kiss it and they go like what like just do like a like Dude, a- I literally did that last night. It's the I best. I acted as the masseuse. That's great. It was funny. I like went in the bath. I knocked on. I go, you ready? <laughs> like yes. I went through the whole thing and then I go, is it okay if I touch you here? And then she is t- this in lieu of buying her mas- a massage for her birthday? <laughs> she touched my penis. I go, what are you doing, ma'am? Yeah, like, like that's it was what like, I do. It was so fun. That's yeah. what I do. <laughs> and then I kissed her vagina. I was like, is that? Oh, I think I went over the line. She's yes. like, yes, you did, sir. Yes, like, uh, it's yeah. so good. But uh, honestly, like, it's just a great way to connect. And like, you don't have to do any, like, it's such, a, and just use a ton of lube. Like, use oil, massage oil and lube. And it's like, it just is, 
it makes your life so easy. You don't have to like fucking spit all over it. And like, <laughs> if you don't want to, and if you just have dry mouth, like you got to use lube. I always used to roll my eye when these ladies, these sex positive women, like sex with Emily would be like, lube is your best friend. I'd be like, shut up about lube. Yeah. But it truly, if no, I am so mad in my twenties that I didn't use lube. It's like, either. it is just the mm-hmm. best thing you can add to sex. It doesn't mean you're an old menopausal woman. Just please get yourself some lube, girls. I swear to God, it will change your life. Yeah. And guys will not judge you for it. They don't care. Uh, yeah, it's changed my sex life. It's way easier to fuck. Yes. Um, okay. A Florida woman who dialed the wrong number inadvertently spawned a friendship with a Rhode Island man that has lasted more than 20 years. Oh, my God. So this woman, Gladys, who's now 80... God, we we got to bring back that name, Gladys. Gladys, yeah, it's a nice one. Kept dialing the wrong number. At first, it was just her saying, oh, I'm sorry. And she's really Southern, very hospitable, polite. I'm so sorry, child. And then she hangs up real quick, said Mike, who was on the other end. One day, he sparked a conversation. I guess she kept calling the wrong number. Mm. And learned that Gladys went through a divorce and also lost her son. During that time, I was Darren. downhearted. And he felt my sympathy and everything and lifted me up. Cuties. After years of communicating very phone via the phone, uh, the friends finally met the first time over Thanksgiving. Oh, it's just like this, like that's adorable. You know, it's like that one. Um, it's like a that tech that text exchange from that guy and that woman. Do you ever see that? And they spend every Thanksgiving together. Oh yeah, yeah. It was just a yeah. They've been doing it forever. I know it's just a random number. Yeah, it was like a random text mistake, and it was like, oh, what are you gonna bring to thanks? It was some kind of. I don't know. It was a wrong number situation, but with text. And then now they they always spend Thanksgiving together. Interesting. Have you ever done a wrong number thing and gotten to know anyone or, or had some fun with a wrong number text? Or I had a guy calling me mm. for a little while. And I, I just would never pick up a wrong number because... Could have been a beautiful story. I know. Yeah, yeah now who picks up a wrong number? I mean, the I mean, fact that this ha- this happened 20 years ago, that makes sense. This would never no, happen no, now. No, this happened... Because you see a wrong number and you go, what the fuck is this? Oh, yes, yes. Also, I mean, why she keep messing up? I, I don't understand. Well, maybe, she was, like she had an older number in her like she mind. Was, she was trying to reach her sister whose area code was 401, but she dialed area code 410 constantly. And oh. she kept reaching that guy. That's Hilarious. so cute. So it's a whole different, you know, There's state. actually a story, a sports story that just came out yesterday. These kids started a basketball chat, like, with their group of friends, high school kids. And they got one number wrong and it ended up being a football player who plays on the Bucks, what? Tampa Bay Bucks. And so then they FaceTime. They, he was ended up in the FaceTime and they're like, holy shit. Oh, like my you're, God. And then Tom Brady ended up on there. Gronk ended up on it. All on this, like... That's hilarious. Ran, so yeah, it's really fun do. for them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I sometimes get people faking like they're messaging me. Like, they get uh, my number, and then they pretend like uh, they 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 have a they have a fake text that's yeah. like, "Hey, I'll be at rehearsal later. I'm sorry, I'm running late. Um, it was just really I was writing a lot last night and." I had to save a kitten on my way to... They'll make them sound, sound like a huge uh, fucking hero. So, then you so that I go, it's a wrong number, but that sounds so cool and we should be friends. <laughs> and they fucking know it's me. And they do this... This one guy used to do it all the time. And he kept would kept writing and he would be like, wow, it's a wrong number. And I, and I knew what he was doing. So I was trying to give him the, the idea that he was thinking it was working. Because I was like, wow, you sound like a really cool guy. Or like, I said something like, no... 
I just kept on going a little bit and he kept on saying these fucking lies about his life and how interesting he was and he's like man I mean like this is such a random thing like we should keep in touch what do you do and oh, I'm like oh yeah I remember this oh it was yeah. such a f- these guys are such sociopaths it reminded me of that reddit girl that just like created a or the um, tiktok girl talking about all the lengths she went to to reach a guy or to I make just a guy love jealous. the idea that it was just like the nicest guy ever who no. just like, like like this woman was a liar like you're like fuck you and it's just this old no. woman this guy was <laughs> should have found him because i would have just liked to just you know oh man i'm i wanted to match with this guy on one of these dating apps when i was on those and was swiped right on him just because he was like you know Trump is number one, God over everything. And I swiped right just so I could, I was going to, remember I was going to write him and be like, hey, I present as a liberal, but like truly Trump is my God. And like, let's meet up and just like watch him meet up with me and then fucking just watch him. I don't know. I just want to see these people in real life, even (laughs) though they walk amongst us. Yeah. It would be great if he's like so hot. Like wear your your best Trump shirt and I'll know it's you. Kind of like you've got mail, which I made you watch the other night. (laughs) And fast forward. Which was perfect. Yeah. I it was would like, be so great though if the Trump guy was like like devastatingly like, handsome. Yeah, and you were just like, Ugh. Okay. You know what? Let's just like Listen. What? I, I'm into Taylor Swift. People don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. It's uh yeah. Yeah, I made I, you I, watch I, You've Got Mail the other night. Yeah, I, I I like the fast forward version. I think that could I just be would an go, app. Hey, let's just here's the thing scenes you need to know, and I would go to just the best scenes. I'm like, okay, so before this, he knows he knows it's her. She doesn't know it's him yet. Boom. What I really realized though, which a lot of people bring to my attention about my favorite movie, You've Got Mail, is that he's lying to her throughout the whole thing because he knows it's her. It. You know what? This lady looks a lot like Kathleen Kelly. What? Uh, yeah, Kathleen Kelly. She's a beautiful woman. Uh, why are we talking about Kathleen Kelly? Well, if you don't like Kathleen Kelly, you're not going to like this girl. Why? Because it is Kathleen Kelly. <laughs> that was Dave Chappelle. Yeah, My yeah. favorite scene is him seeing that it's Kathleen Kelly before Tom Hanks does. And the thing is, once Tom Hanks realizes that the woman he's been talking to online is Kathleen Kelly, he doesn't tell her that he's the guy and then goes on to befriend her. And then they become great friends. She kind of falls in love with him, but is still holding out a place in her heart for this guy she's talking to online, which he's still talking to her. He's a fucking liar the whole time. Yeah, he's the guy that's talking to you on your telephone. He's the same man. It's wild that he, like, we never get his reasoning for why he does that and just doesn't come clean right away. Yeah, I wonder why. Well, I don't know. Well, maybe we skipped the scene where it explains that. Yeah, yeah. I jumped around a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I have some more scenes of that movie to show you. It it is my favorite movie. Um, Let's take a quick break and come back with Why Do I Care? Oh, sports sports moment. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important the future of our self care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is so important. 
With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self care journey with precision and power, the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com toyota let's go places sports moment let's do it 
here's Andrew's weekly sports moment. Woo! What do you got? Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Says he will never play golf again full time. Oh. But the 15 time major champ revealed Tuesday that he nearly lost a leg after the crash earlier oh this year. God. I'm lucky to be alive, but also to still have a limb. To see some of my shots fall short of the sky, a lot shorter than they used to, is a little eye opening. Yeah. But at least I'm able to play golf at all again. Dude, David Spade was the last person to play golf with him. I know. That's we talked wild. To him about we talked it. to Spade about it. Yeah. Because they were shooting some like um, segment for some show. Well, he was saying how Tiger's back was like so fucked up, mm-hmm. like before the accident. Yeah, and then we were kind of joking, like, "Oh, the leg took away from the back pain." <laughs> like, it's hard to. Fu- I'm sure that kind of might do something. I don't know. Oh, Who that's knows why what I would happens. put a vibrator on my head when I would have a migraine because it would create a new kind of pain that was. <laughs> it was a, just a. It's a. You know how you can take dull pains versus like. Uh, yes. There's it's like different kinds of pain. here. Have you ever grabbed here yes. to get a, Yeah. I love a dull pain, but a sharp pain, I will I hate a sharp pain. I like a dull pain. So I'll I'll make a dull pain over like supersede the sharp one. But God, pain sucks. I feel sad for him because I, mean, I know he's in chronic pain. It's just like crazy like golf can make a body that injured. And well, this is pre-accident. Let's talk about it. And like, he also worked out like I mean, he was a machine, yeah. He was an animal. Because he wanted his dad was like a Green Beret, so he wanted to impress his father his whole mm-hmm. life. So he like went into Green Beret training. He lifted like he was gonna. What's be, going on with a, your golf game? Are you playing? I shot, You're a, thir- not- I shot a thirty-eight yesterday. Damn! Yeah. Wait, you went and played yesterday. I okay. figured. I figured out something. I had. A, I had a lesson, and there's a, a lot of ego in golf. Ego will kill you in golf. It's a fucking great sport, man. But ego will kill you. Be and. The thing is with your driver, the driver swing is different than the iron swing, but you can, if you choke down, you can swing almost like an iron with your driver, which you'll lose like 15 yards. So there's your ego, but you'll gain consistency. Mm. But it's a, because everyone guy wants to, it's like what we were talking about yesterday. Drop 300 yards, work out the hardest, be the, but you could be the best by not. I was not just talking about that pushing. at the top of the yeah. show. Like yeah. sometimes I want to work. I could make a joke of mine. If I wanted to work as hard as some of these comedians, if I wanted to reach my potential as a comedian and do like a 10 for every joke and like dissect a joke at a 10, the amount of energy that would take me to do yeah. would make it so I didn't live a life that would fulfill me enough to write about things other than uh, those things. Yeah. So I might only reach a seven in terms of how good my jokes are, but the depth of which the, the things those jokes are about yeah. are going to be far more interesting and cons- like consistent with what I want to do as a comedian. That's the rub. You gotta, you can't have it all. Ugh. Relationships, you can't have it all. The person cannot be like everything you want them to be. Your talent, you can't have it all. You have to make, you have to choose what's important to you. And it's not always going to be what's important to someone else. And I met a new friend. If you're like a guy out there and you're listening to a show and you play golf and you don't like, oh, I can't play alone. Go play alone and team match up with someone Look, it's a you could end up getting someone terrible, but most likely you're going to get another. This kid was walking. He's in law school at Wash U. He's a, he, and I was like, hey, just ride in the cart. We'll just you don't have to walk. We just rode in the cart. We became like, I got his number at the end. We're going to play again. Like he shot a forty. Like it, it showed competitiveness, and I don't know. It's just it's a beautiful thing. Those like quick little friendships that you can get through like a yes. common hobby if you get outside. Is your obsession with golf? 
wavered slightly though because I feel like I don't see you on TikTok constantly. I don't see you talking about it constantly as much. And is that a good thing or do you feel like, oh, I'm not as obsessed. I'm going to. That's an interesting question because I do feel like I was overdoing it. Yes. To the point where I wasn't understanding uh, things I was learning because I was just doing instead of stopping and processing. Mm-hmm. So much of sleep <laughs> in this sleep thing that I'm listening to is like if you if you'd like to sacrifice an hour of sleep so you can study more or practice your swing more, your sleep is essential Would for been, taking yes. the things that you learn during the day and downloading them. So it's almost like, you know when you upload a file but then it doesn't transfer to like where you need it to go. So it's on your mm-hmm. computer but it hasn't transferred. Like that takes 7 hours where as opposed to like you know, when we ever we transfer the video files, it's like you get them on the computer. That's seven minutes. Yes. And then to transfer them to the thing, it's like at seven hours. And it's that's the difference between like going, oh, you know what? I'm sacrificing sleep and rest and like just yeah. not doing something so it can download. I think a lot of us cognitively are like, but if I'm not doing, I'm not learning. You need rest to actually have it. And and more isn't, more isn't always – and I know we're using golf as an example and I know – Guitar, whatever I'm practicing, but, the guitar thing, I will get it in my head so much and then I just stop and I'm like, now just med- go meditate yes. for 20 minutes because that's going to serve you better than just doing this again for 20 minutes. And practicing with intention. So more isn't always more, if that makes sense. Like like less can be more if, if, you, if you have intention. If you're hitting a ball and you're going – why am I hitting the ball like this? What am I learning from each individual shot? As opposed to a lot of, they call them like, uh, um, I forget, like mattress warriors or, or mat warriors where you just go and you just hit 400 balls and, and you get in a rhythm and it's meditative, but you don't download anything. Yeah. I don't know. It's, this book it's I'm an reading called Zen thing. Guitar talks all yeah. about that of like, just be mindful about yes. what you're doing. It's very interesting, but it makes you feel lazy as someone who sees you know, success equals constantly working mm-hmm. and never resting. And rest is such an essential element and, 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 you know, meditation and slowing down is such an essential element to being the best that you can be. And it just seems, um, it seems counterintuitive a lot of times. And it's, 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 it, you always feel lazy. Yeah. There's definitely uh, a threshold of like, you're going to, if you want to learn that scale, you have to be obsessed. But then you get to a point where you start sucking. Yes. And like that's, <laughs> I but know. I did watch a video of myself from a year ago playing guitar, playing the same song f- that I can play obviously yes. now. And it's insane how much better I am. And to me, this year was just a fucking wash. I've played a lot, but I haven't actually like practiced. Mm-hmm. I've just been like playing for fun, but it's just so nice to see how much progress there's been and how like it sounded like I thought I sounded good last year and it was such shit. And this year I'm like, oh my God, it sounds so much better. And now I'm like, oh my God, next year, if I just do the same thing, which is just, I had an enjoyable, stress-free year of playing yeah. guitar. It was only just something I loved to do. Never made me feel bad. Um, I, I'm going to be that much better next year. And then like, do you want to learn how to pick and stuff? Or do you no, just I don't like want the rhythm? Lead. I just like, I want to be yeah. able to just sing. And I mean, because rhythm wise, you're, I mean, it's on point. You know yeah, I mean? but it's like now it's just making it sound good and being able to do little effects like hammering on and like mm-hmm. just doing like, you know, like a little bit of that would be fun. But I'm not into like. But don't you play so much. Doesn't your rhythm. Same with the golf swing. Like if you're not, you can't fucking break it down into 45 things. You need like three. Simplify it. Like like how you strum. You don't even want to really think about how you want to just think about maybe one thing. 
two things. It's so nice when it becomes. But if like, you're like, I gotta press hard with this finger. No, it press, starts that way, I and know. then when you practice it enough, it becomes second nature yeah. because your body downloads it as like this is just what we do. It's like driving. When you first start driving, it's like, yeah, I yeah, mean, you yeah. still drive like that, but like uh, the left lane, and then it just becomes like, oh, that's just what I do now. I don't have to think about it. It's just natural. You still Muscle drive memory. like that. You, yes, you drive like a crazy person. I, I. You drive like, huh? But you they're, they're like humming. My mom does the same thing. This is how you thing. drive. Oh, yeah, texting. <laughs> no, I don't text and drive. <laughs> no, not at all. Only when I'm Let's in the car. Let's get to Vanthrax. <laughs> and there's a bus on my side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh, wake uh. up, San Francisco. Jesus Christ. What was that loud? All right. <laughs> No, Sorry. no, no! I like it. No, it just I, I, I felt it this morning. It, it hit me. It hit me in the amygdala. All right, what, what's uh, what we got for Fanthrax today, Noah? Our first letter came as a response to Love on the Spectrum mm. uh, from Anonymous. Okay, one of the topics that has been brought up on the podcast is the Netflix show Love on the Spectrum. Mm-hmm. Throughout most of my childhood, pretty much until I got out of college, I was raised under the assumption I had severe Asperger's syndrome. I'm not an expert or even really an active advocate in these fields, but I have a near lifetime of firsthand experience. And I think when it comes to things like neurotypicality, people should have, should get as many different perspectives and viewpoints as possible. Hopefully you can take this email as not some be all and end all authority, but one voice, one chapter of a very complicated book and none of it comes from a place of anger or negativity. Okay. Despite having lived nearly 24 years under the blanket of having Asperger's, I haven't used that label or any autistic language to actively identify myself. Frankly, it's because of shows like The Good Doctor, Atypical, or even Love on the Spectrum, which perpetuate a stereotype of my condition that makes me not want to identify with a label. It's hard to describe without being a bummer how damaging these tropes are. There's nothing wrong with positivity, but the way mainstream media exemplifies autism whitewashes so much of the uncomfortable trauma that comes with the experience. Time and time again, autistic behavior gets viewed as this childlike or special thing when it is a much messier and painful experience in reality. Okay, and I want to say that like I had to condense this down and I went back and forth with the person who emailed this to us. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> Just because it's it's very thoughtful and, and really important. And I'm sorry that and it's... thorough. Right. Okay. Um, What the media is afraid to show is the hard truth. Being autistic means 99% of the time you are difficult because you don't communicate or coordinate in an optimal way for most situations. And the messed up part is the main people who you relate to are also autistic and they can be a big pain in the ass. Hmm. You could deal with people with toxic anger issues, people who have severe hygiene issues, who are super uncooperative or hurt your feelings every other sentence. People that can be your best friends because they really understand you. The experience of being diagnosed as a kid is very different from being diagnosed as an adult. I also want to clarify I love my traits and quirks. I love my offbeat sensibilities, openness and bluntness, but I hate this label of autism. This label that says I can be adorable, but I can't be challenging. I can be precious, but I can't be powerful. This isn't me saying love on the spectrum is bad. I hope you continue to watch and talk about it. I still haven't seen it. I don't want to see it. This is how deep the stigma has sunk in our community. However, I have seen some clips of Michael on YouTube. He seems like a genuinely cool guy. It's a very uncomfortable subject to unpack. Hopefully we can all understand why. 
Okay, yeah, that makes sense of um, feeling like, I think that what I glean from that is that the person feels that love on the spectrum paints it in this like fun light. Like they're so adorable and they make everything great. And we get to all kind of watch from the outside and be like, they're just cute and quirky and aww. And also, kind of th- yeah, I think also like love on the spectrum from, from what I gleaned from it, cause I read the whole thing is the, the spectrum is very wide. And Love on the Spectrum shows you one small piece of the spectrum. And I think what this person is trying to, you know, get out there is that the spectrum is very, very wide. I do recall, though, from the first season, I want to say that there was a guy that had much more severe ca- uh, case of it than anyone else on the show. Do you remember him? No, I, I he was an Asian boy. Season. Okay, he was an oh, Asian yes, yes, man yes. with a father who was raised by a single father. And he was you know, very, very different than the other people on the show that are more highly functioning. And it really did show the side from the, like, it showed, it showed more of like a a case that of, and and then I think people you meet with in Michael's world or like just watching them go out and interact with other people with autism, you see a, a further, you see different sides of the spectrum that can be, obviously really trying to families and um, not just, yeah, whitewashed in the sense of, oh, it's all fun and cute and they're, yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess it's, I want to know more, honestly. I want to know what this person wishes were different about them. Like if they love their quirks, what are some quirks that they have that they really struggle with and just wish were not that way and that are like the parts that you wish that would be more represented in on these shows like good good doctor and atypical and love on the spectrum yeah. um yeah because maybe because it just feels to them like it's too surface level mm-hmm. so like it's like i'm jewish right so if a show is like here's some jews and then it's like these are the jews and this is what jews do you know like and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking curb but i mean no 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 but you know what i mean like and then it's like okay well this is like uh this feeds into a stereotype and this is everything we need to really know and this is and it's fun to point at and whatever and then you see a a show like um i forget what the name of it was but about the hasidic girl that like was unorthodox yeah Yeah, kirsten unorthodox. unbelievable first of all you have to see like it is one of those shows that i can't believe i haven't convinced you see but but then you see like a whole like dark side of Judaism and like this like and so maybe this person wants to see like something like more specific mm. and more like and not just a doctor that can figure out things because he's auti- you know what I mean yes. like yeah so yeah you just need we're a, seeing a, the like comforting side that makes us all feel like oh everything's okay yeah mm. I don't know it's just interesting I like it thank you so much for writing in to us and sharing that I love. I love notes that, um, and you know, Fanthrax that sh- shares people's experience that we don't know. Like, we all just want to empathize more with other experiences because we think we know, but you have no idea. The real world, San Diego. <laughs> okay. Puh. Okay, so let me play Becca from here. Becca. Hi, Andrew, Nikki, and Noah. Um, first off, I love the pod. Um, on days when my DJ is pretty SS, I really appreciate it. <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, I was just calling because when Nikki was talking about, 
um, pain and the fear of pain never ending, it really blew my mind. And um, I have chronic pain. And when it was Mm -hmm. really, really bad and I was undiagnosed for about a year, um, and doctors kept telling me that I was fine and they couldn't find anything wrong with me. Um, I really think it was the fear of dying is what made it so unbearable. Whereas mm-hmm. now that I know what it is and I know that it's, um, you know, there's things that I can do to feel better if it gets bad and I know the cause and I know it's not going to kill me. Um, it's like, I'm fine now. So uh, that was mm. just really interesting Dude, and I really liked I that. I went exactly um, that. <laughs> yeah, crazy. that's it. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Becca. Yeah, oh, um, that's good. Yeah, I, thank you, Becca. That I'm so sorry you go through chronic pain. My God, I I just said it. I was like, I feel so. T- I mean, my heart goes out to so many people in the world, but those that suffer with chronic pain, I just, I, I you're so strong. Because whenever I have any kind of pain, I just, I always think about you guys. Um, yeah, I, I think the thing I shared, in case people want to know what she's talking about, was that. I was listening to a meditation. The waking up app says working with pain. There's there's this meditation called working with pain. And you can get the waking up app for free if you write in and tell them you can't afford it. Or you can buy it yourself. But there's a meditation that I listen to when I have migraines. And it says that a lot of the anxiety around pain is that it's you've if you think about pain in the sense that you've already borne the pain of this moment like you're already when you go i can't this is unbearable you're actually bearing it you just did it mm. like you're in the moment it's happening now and you're getting through it um that so much of pain is anxiety about it not going away and you're thinking about the future which you cannot predict you don't know a lot of times you, i guess you can if you have a diagnosis but a lot of times you don't know if it's going to go away or not and that's and the fear of oh my god is why am I getting so many migraines? Am I gonna have a fucking do I have a tumor in my head? All of that is really what the pain is. And if you can think about that, you've already the moment you have right now is all that it, you have, and that you've actually your experience you've gotten through the pain already that you can get through. You could just stay in the moment. I don't know. It was something like that. No, no, but yeah, I, I get that, and I think relating it to like death, like once you can figure out. This isn't like I would have like horrible. But we all die. That's where I get trapped up on like I'm going to die. It's like, but you are. No, but you feel like you're, it's expedited that you're going to maybe oh. die in two months. And you're also maybe thinking if you're a hypochondriac that this pain now is bad. But the closer I get to death, but what's the, the pain's going to be even worse. Between two months and months. forty years, in terms of like you just want to get more stuff done. It's the it's the anxiety of like just, I didn't I didn't yeah, get enough. You want to see your nephews grow, your kids grow, right, or okay. your. Or you don't want to die before I'm not your parents. Devil. I'm not trying to be like, I'm dumb. I don't know. I'm just, when I think of death, I'm like, if I go tomorrow versus when I'm 90, it doesn't matter to me because I'm dead. But it matters to everyone around you. Yeah, but they'll be dead someday too. And then that pain will be gone of well, me losing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not trying to minimize. No, of course, I, I want everyone to live as long as they can. And I want to live as long as I can. But when I, th- I don't fear death, like I feel like most people do. And I wish some people could just get, I wish I could like transfer the way I think of it to other people because I, it's not because I'm like, I figured it out. I just don't know why I don't fear death the way other people do. I get what you're saying, but to what she said though about she was afraid of death. Yeah. So that has, you know, whatever, right. however but you I think feel that about it. You can change the way you look at it. And, but my point though is yeah. that she has this pain, right? 
she decided to go to the doctor. The doc- they finally figured it out, mm. and then she could she learned that it's not death related, that it's not a, a death sentence, right? Mm-hmm. And because of that, so much of it was the anxiety of potentially it being death. Which, yes, what you're saying, yes, is true. But a lot of people are in her boat where it's like they still fear death. Like right, to change that thought I, I is know. a whole nother thing. But but then some people won't go to the doctor when they're, they got a pain in their neck and they think it could be a tumor. But instead, they're like, I don't want to find out mm-hmm. the truth. But the truth really is you just have, you know, maybe like a pinched nerve but also and it's like, not that bad. But you know what I mean? Sometimes so it's like, I think about brain aneurysms where like your brain just explodes and no one can see it coming and it just is a healthy person and you just fucking die. Yeah. And sometimes I'll go like, or I'll be flying in a plane and I'm like, oh my God, we could hit another plane and it could be a second of peace, boom. And then yes. everything's done. Like it happened in a second, mm-hmm. getting hit by a bus. And I get a little overwhelmed by that of like, oh my God, my life could be over right now if this building collapses. Like it wouldn't be a slow, like you've been diagnosed. Um, and I get a little anxiety over that. Like I used to get in planes and be like, it could happen right now, right now, right now. Like we can well, what's eat- your anxiety when you drive in a single car road? Like- I... Um, when that you, when you're afraid I of can control a, it. And this person walks. I know, but if, let's say they come in and they kill you. So you're um, afraid of dying there. No, I'm I'm scared. Of, I have anxiety over the fact that I'm not doing all I can right now to prevent it. When I'm in a plane, I let go of that anxiety because I don't have control. There's literally nothing I can do to get in the cockpit and go, hey, can you guys watch out for planes? No, I get that. But I'm saying, no, if, but you're, when I'm driving, even if you're driving. No, no, no. When I'm driving, you, I don't have anxiety about what it. What are you? Oh, so only if you're riding. Yeah, because in the car. I am aware that they could come in my lane and I'm ready to turn. And I have a plan. But when you're driving, I know you don't have a plan because you're not obsessed with it like I am. And I can't tell I you. Think to, that, you think you are more. On point with driving than me? No, when on a two-lane highway because that's my number one fear. Like but if you were in a room with lizards, fear, you though? would have a better plan to escape lizards but, than I would. But why is – what is the <laughs> – I would – that would be very scary. But I'm saying like no, that's I know, your but phobia. What is, what is, but what is the – you're saying you're not afraid of death. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm a, I want to obviously mitigate against dying in a really gruesome way where my body is crushed and I hear all the people around me screaming (laughs) and I have to watch people around me die. That is, I'm really scared of big crashes and big sounds and just very quick like that. Like I would much rather die a slow agonizing death than one in a car crash. A hundred percent. Interesting. If I die in a car crash. Just know that it was not the way I wanted to go, and I was very, very sad about it. And it was, I would probably die from the, the being scared of the sound. I get really scared of, that's why I don't like air shows. That's why I don't like fireworks. I don't like, I don't like balloons popping. I don't like guns. I don't like loud, abrupt sounds. Yes. Um. So this, so that same fear, this person has the fear of dying in three months from now. Yes, I get that. I but I'm just, but I know that there's probably someone out there that could help me get over my fear of this, yes. and that's why I'm saying is maybe I could transfer. However, For I sure. look at it to, I could say some way that might open. Because sometimes you say something and all of a sudden it cracks open a part of your brain where you're like, oh, I'm free of that fear now. Um, for turbulence, yes. when I heard that pilots say that turbulence is like driving over a styrofoam cup on the highway, that's how much it is gets in the. Mm-hmm. That's how detrimental it would be to a flight. I was like, I'm no longer scared of turbulence. Yes. That just cracked it open. When Louis C.K. said that when you complain about the Wi-Fi in your airplane and you go like, oh, this bullshit. Well, you're in a fucking airplane. This used to take months and a half of you would die by the time you got to the other side. Now you just take a shit and watch a movie. 
that cracked open something in my brain so that now when the Wi-Fi is down, yes. I don't care. And I used to go, what the Wi-Fi? I don't care now. All it took was one sentence. And I, I just go. That. So that's what I'm I get that. Saying. So you could crack the code before you even worry about having to go to the doctor or the like you could get there before no, I could just all crack that. the code for i'm not saying i could but i would like to whatever yes. is in my brain that doesn't make me worry about the thing that that girl and you worry about in terms of a, a sudden a death through uh this cough i have or this tingle yeah, in my yeah. throat is going to mean i'm dying however the way i look at it it is not it's not on my mind I could somehow bestow that to you if I was able to yes. figure out how I think of it in my head that doesn't give... I don't know how it is because it doesn't bother me. And if you can figure out how to that, process yeah. two-lane highways the way you do and give that to me, I yeah. could crack that open. But we just don't know how yet. I and get, that's why I think comedy is important. And like just for sure. podcasts and stuff like this. And books. And actually just information. And I just feel like if you are that, if you are similar to me and like this girl like... And you have a pain, a random pain, a random cough. Just go. Don't avoid it. Like, don't avoid the doctor because that's when I have a pain in my chest. You don't wanna, go to heart attack. No, I just go to heartburn. Or yeah. I go, oh, it's one of those random like kind of, oh, ugh, ah. Or if I have like a sizzle in my brain or like a. Well, Zoloft uh, changed that for me. I don't I don't go. I don't have those next I'm just wondering steps. why I don't go there because I am an anxious person. But there's something about like when I have not. I had numbness all in my arm the other night. Yeah. At the hockey game, out of nowhere, I wasn't sitting in it weird. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a tight shirt on. It just was numb, and I just was like, "Oh, my arm is numb. Oh, that's probably just like a freak thing because I, you know, don't have enough potassium today or something." Like I wasn't, but I know that that's capable. It could. It that's probably dumb of me to assume that my arm going numb randomly as a healthy thirty-seven-year-old woman isn't an alarm going off. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, but it, could be it anxiety, hasn't come back. You're in a crowd. You're, you haven't gone to a hockey. And a lot game of times, before. anxiety. No, I didn't have. But a lot of times, anxiety about my arm numbing will turn into more arm numbing. Correct. Yes. So that's where we get caught up. Let's get to one go, more anthrax. Is it the left arm or the right arm? Because the left, like, then you go, left arm's heart attack. If right you type in left arm and <laughs> yeah, it'll yeah. fit numb oh. <laughs> heart attack. Yeah. 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 Final thought. Okay. So Final this thought. very quick one uh, <laughs> is from Hannah. Hey, Andrew, Nikki, and Noah. I just wanted to hop on here and tell you something that's been really funny. Um, I'm an elementary music teacher, and right now I am teaching my fourth and fifth graders how to play You Are My Sunshine on the xylophone. Mm -hmm. So we have to, like, you know, sing it a lot just to make sure they know it and know the notes. So whenever we sing it, you know, it goes, You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. But in my head, all I can hear is Andrew saying Oni. So I come so close to saying, You are my sunshine, my Oni sunshine. <laughs> oh my God, it just gives me the gigs real good. It just gives me the so gig. I hope that I hit the spot for you as well. Oh, um, your voice is so thanks good. For the podcast. Yeah, an thanks I feel for like. Laughs. Love you all. Bye. Her her like, talking voice oh. is awesome, and then her singing voice. Man, will I you feel record like she something? Only did that to show off her voice. No, you think sometimes people do that, but it like <laughs> no. she just had no, a naturally was, great voice. Yeah, that was gorgeous. Oni, my Oni sunshine. Oh my god, you I make there used to be a comedian happy. named Oni Perez. Did you ever know him? No, it's only. I know. <laughs> I did know Oni. He's from Florida. Yeah, I like him a lot. He was yeah, so sweet. Nice he used to work at uh, Eastville. Eastville. That's right. Um, well, you guys, that 
I hope we all we have that song in our heads all day today. <laughs> you are my sunshine, my, my only sunshine. Eggs. You make me happy, happy. during clouds of gray. <laughs> You'll never know, dear. What are the other words you do? How much I love you. Please don't take, take. my turbulence away. <laughs> <laughs> Turbulence. Happy birthday, Brenna. I love Happy you, baby. Happy birthday, Brenna. Miss you, miss you, miss you, love you, baby. baby. And uh, don't be cut and Jack. Jack, be nimble. I think we've done be nimble. We haven't done we Ripper. Did. I feel like you're Googling at night. I'm not. <laughs> Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.